At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Scott Seidenberg with you here going through the action for week three in the NFL. Scott filling in for James Salinas today. We put him on IR and uh, Scott having a good time. This is a great show, isn't it? All NFL. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Love it. Well, now it's time to talk more contests. Of course, we do cover contests here on this show as well. Earlier, we spoke with Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson about the Circa contest. Now we want to bring in Matt Meiselman. He is a content specialist for DraftKings, joins us each and every day, or each and every week, I should say, on the program here to give us some insight to the DraftKings contest. And you can follow him on Twitter at Preaching Sense. Matt, good to be with you again. Let's get an update. Of course, DraftKings has two contests, the Pick'em and the Survivor format. What's the update, first of all, on the Pick'em contest for DraftKings? So Pick'em, we've had two weeks where around 30 people have gotten the five out of five. Um, it's been a, it's been an interesting two weeks, and I think week three will be really telling there because we have a few games where I'm sure, as you guys have already talked about a lot this week, there are some injuries that have driven line movement in a couple spots. And I think we'll be able to get an indication as to what people care about as far as how they make their Pick'em selections, especially in this higher stakes pool. Um, which is probably made up of more, I think is a good assumption, is sharper players. So we're going to see games like the Raiders and Dolphins with some injuries, the Steelers with some injuries, and we'll see if um, that really draws some attention as far as pick'em selections this week. Yes, do you have a top consensus right now? So we don't know yet. Um, we can't, because, dra- so we've, I guess we've talked about this a little bit, DraftKings pool is different because it doesn't lock on Thursday. Um, so picks can still be made. And I would imagine that is a huge difference this week um, because the Panthers game was probably one that got a lot of attention Thursday night. But if you you know deferred until Sunday and you're still up in the air on your selections, there is a lot of news that's come out since then. Deontay Johnson's out for the Steelers, among other things. So um, we'll find out one o'clock tomorrow where everyone's going. Yeah, Scott, it's pretty wild with yeah. the DraftKings contest. And Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, they, they can make those selections all the way up, what was it, an hour before kickoff? It's right up until kickoff. Uh, wow. So everything locks at the 1 p.m. start time on the East Coast. Yeah, that's really, and quite an advantage. And, and you talk about getting all that information, and, and that's the way we play out here, too. Yeah, we try and wait as long as we can um, and get all that injury information. And, of course, COVID has really added a huge layer to that 
reason to try and wait there as long as you possibly can. Let's talk about the Survivor portion of the contest at DraftKings. What's the latest going on there, Matt? So almost no one was knocked out this past week. Um, we had the Packers won. I guess it was. It ended up being fairly easily. It was a little scary for them uh, in the first half against the Lions. But the Packers won. Tampa Bay beat the Falcons handily. Um, and then we had... Now, now I'm blanking on who the other team was, but we we had all of our um, main teams win, so no one really lost. Uh, it was I think that's probably an unusual week. Uh, and the Browns, uh, excuse me, who beat the Texans pretty easily, they were um, among the top pick teams too. So it was just the Steelers losing at home to the Raiders, which knocked two and a half percent of the pool out, uh, and everyone else basically is still in. Um, so week three could be another week that's like that, but I think that'll just be a matter of whether or not the Broncos beat the Jets because looking at the odds for this week, um, like that's the obvious pick. So I'm wondering like, to what extent do we see the game theory element where maybe some people think the Jets have a shot and want to try to stay away from that game and hope that a big chunk of the pool gets knocked out on Denver because the AFC West actually looks like a pretty strong division this year. Broncos aren't going to have that many easy games. Doesn't get any easier than the Jets at home. So if you're just picking for one week, you pick the Broncos, but uh, there might be some people that just go to other spots because they're trying to play that game theory element. You know what, Matt? It's really interesting that you bring up that game, and it probably will be the number one most popular pick in your Survivor contest there at DraftKings, but we were speaking with Derek Stevens and Jeff Benson here at Circa, and it was overwhelmingly the most popular pick in their Survivor contest, 50% of the participants are on the Denver Broncos and there's actually one participant on the Jets. Now, that person probably has multiple entries and they're just trying to uh, hit the lottery so to speak there, but uh I think you're probably going to end up with that type of thing at DraftKings as well and if the Jets by chance do upset the Denver Broncos, boy, what a turn of events that's going to be in Survivor. Yeah, it would be pretty wild, but again like it could happen if you just look at the money line for this game. I mean, it's not like the Jets are 30 point underdogs. Um, so on the spread, it's about a 10 point line, money line four or five to one. Like it's not, it wouldn't be the most unlikely upset to ever happen by any stretch. Like we've had games where a team that's 15 point favorite or 17 point favorite, those teams lose once in a while. Um, so it's not impossible that the Jets win. And you could argue this line is inflated a bit too. Like I, I think the way the Jets have looked through two weeks and the way the Broncos have looked through two weeks, which is the total opposite end of the spectrum, maybe that's resulting in this line being higher than it otherwise would be. So you could, I guess, argue that, you know, the Jets are terrible and the Broncos are great and they should be favored by 14, or you could do the opposite and say, maybe this line should only be seven. Um, I think I probably am inclined to say it's a fair line, but it does seem like the public is reacting strongly to the first two games for each of these teams. And maybe as a result of that, we get more attention towards the Broncos, both in terms of just regular betting for both pools, for the pick'em contest, survivor contest, for everything. Um, I think the Broncos will be a more popular team just the way the first two weeks have gone. Matt, at what point, in, in your opinion, and also just looking historically, does game theory come into play here? Because certainly at the start of the season, you could imagine people just going with the highest point spread total, just trying to survive in advance for the first couple of weeks before actually planning out ahead of when you can save certain teams. Like, you know, for the Carolina Panthers, you could have saved them instead of taking them on Thursday. You could save them for later on in the season. They'll have a game that, that it's a, that, that'll be a winnable game for them. So at what point in the season do you think it's important for game theory to come into play? So to some extent, it's an unanswerable question because it depends on the contest. I, like I have my own opinions, but as far as what I think people are doing, um, DFS is a good indication of what goes on here because you can see as the stakes increase, you see a different kind of game theory. So like in our, just as an example, our $20 entry millionaire football DFS contest with hundred a couple hundred thousand people you see a lot of game theory there where like if you're playing the chalk there, you're going up against so many people like you see a lot of the entrants actively trying to do the game theory thing. And then as you move up in stakes, you would expect that you see like the sharper players playing that angle. But because the fields are smaller, maybe they don't think they need to. So I think that the survivor contest can be like that in some sense where like 
yes, if it's for more money, you have sharper players who are thinking about more of this stuff, but also if it's a smaller pool, then the game theory isn't as important in that sense. So in this particular pool, I'm I'm very interested just to see what's going to happen. Um, I would say like you should you should be thinking about that stuff right away. Like if I were playing in this pool, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be thinking about that right off the bat. I think personally, I probably wouldn't want to pick the Broncos this week. I do think the Jets have at least a puncher's chance to beat them. But as far as like what people in this pool will do, I, I really am just curious to see what the results are. Of course, the New York Jets spoiled a lot of survivor hopes last year in 2020 when they uh, took out the Los Angeles Rams in yeah. week 15 as 17 and a half point underdogs. Yeah, so some people may be a little <laughs> leery of going against the Jets in Survivor in 2021. Uh, great stuff, Matt. Let's get over to what's happening at the window, so to speak, at DraftKings. What are a couple of games, couple, three games, where you're seeing a big discrepancy in handle versus ticket count? So we don't tend to see these huge disparities on those two metrics for NFL. And maybe it's because the volume is so high that like, it's just going to balance out with such a large sample of games to bet on. But I do think if we're looking for what the sharp action is, we can get an indication just where line movement is going against both the tickets and the handle. So I think even though Tua Tagovailoa is out for the Dolphins, it is very telling that the line is moving in the Dolphins' favor. Um, The line had been as high as five and a half, I think, and now we're down to three and a half. And I think it's in part because the Raiders are a little banged up, but also maybe just like they've overachieved through two games and the Dolphins are coming off a clunker against the Bills. So this is just a closer game than maybe the opening line suggested. And then with the Bengals and Steelers, I think that's more injury related. Deontay Johnson's out. Ben Roethlisberger, there have been reports he's a little bit banged up. So um, it's not a bet and handle divide on those two games. But I do think that we can get an indication, at least based on that reverse line movement, where the road team in both of those cases is getting the positive line movement, even though betters are on the other side of both of those. 93% of the handle currently on the Arizona Cardinals. What's the matter? You can't get anybody to bet the Jaguars? What's going on over there? <laughs> Imagine right? that. Have, is that the highest percentage that you've seen so far this season? Yeah, that's. I don't think it's the highest historically. Um, I would have to check that. But yeah, so far this season, for sure, you're right. I, I'm also curious, like the way that this will impact Pick'em and Survivor selections too, because we haven't actually seen in this high stakes Pick'em contest a correlation between what the public likes and what the picks in this contest are. It's more about the line movement. So like we saw last week, the Eagles and the Panthers um, had some positive line movement. They both had moved from plus three and a half to three or even two and a half, I think, in the Eagles case. So that's drawing more attention than your general just what the public is doing. Um, and I think maybe that is because these are sharper players. But yeah, as far as just regular sports betting, everyone loves the Cardinals this week. No one likes the Jaguars. So I don't know, maybe if we move the line up to 14 or something, that'll balance out the action. Matt, thank you as always for joining us here on the Pro Football Blitz. Appreciate the updates on the contest and how the action's going there at DraftKings. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, my friend. Of course, you too. Enjoy the games tomorrow. All right, that is Matt Meiselman, the content specialist for DraftKings, and he joins us each and every week here on the Pro Football Blitz. You can follow him on Twitter at Preaching Sense. Scott and I will come back for the last 45 minutes of the program. We've got the Monday Nighter, the Sunday Nighter, and a couple games left on the regular Sunday card to cover here before we get out of here on the Pro Football Blitz. Stick with us. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Scott Seidenberg with you. And just four more games left to preview here. And we will start with the 0-2 Minnesota Vikings <laughs> playing their home opener on Sunday against the 1-1 Seattle Seahawks. Seattle had a big lead in their home opener. They let it slip away. They were up on Tennessee by 14, ended up losing in that game in overtime. And Minnesota, for the second week in a row, really lets a game that was looking like a victory slip through their hands. Dalvin Cook fumbles in overtime against Cincinnati in week one, and then they miss a 37-yard field goal as time runs out in Arizona. They do cover that spread, but they do not get the straight-up W. Uh, in this contest, Scott, I made the number one in favor of Seattle. And over the summer, it was Minnesota favored by one and a half. Now, it opened up here in Las Vegas as the Seahawks as a one-point favorite. And they've seen most of the action. It's up to one and a half and even two in a few spots here around town. The total is at 55, and it's really kind of a desperate spot for both teams but I'd say more so for Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota starting the season 0-2, and I don't look at them as an 0-2 team because they're better than that. Uh, they could be 2-0, uh, certainly 1-1 if the kicker could just make a field goal, but they are much better than their record says. They're, they have over well over 400 yards a game on offense, so they've been performing. They've been converting on third downs. I, I just, I, To me, this game comes down to Mike Zimmer's record after a loss 31-15 and 15 against the spread. The Vikings, who started the first two games of the season uh, on the road, now returning home to play in front of their fans for the first time in well over a year. The stadium's going to be rocking. The, 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 the players are going to be pumped up. And I think the Vikings come out here and give the Seahawks a fight and avoid a dreaded 0-3 start. Playing with desperation, I think, gives them added motivation in this game. I think the Vikings win this one. You know, we were talking earlier about how much you, uh, in your rankings or your power ratings or when you're handicapping a game, how much you account for home field advantage in terms of a point value. And for many years, um, I, I think the teams that you give three points to are few and far between. Mm -hmm. I also think there's some stadiums that you can give three and a half or even four points to. I mean, you're talking Lambeau Field in January. That's a huge advantage, I believe. Uh, we'll see if it turns out that way this year. It seems like home field advantage has been lessened ever since COVID came around. But uh, I think there are very few home field advantages in the NFL where you have to give the full three points. Maybe Seattle, yeah. maybe the Superdome, Arrowhead Stadium, maybe a two and a half. But I think Minnesota is one of the bigger home field advantages in the NFL. They play well there. Um, certainly the crowd gets loud. Um, I, I think with this situation... The fact that it's the first home game, the fact that they're 0-2, playing with their backs up against the wall, the crowd will be supportive of them. It's not going to be a case where there's going to be boo birds in the building. No. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't happen in Minnesota. Uh, I think, uh, oh, sorry, we booed you. Um, I think that this is a Minnesota game that this is where they come out and they show what type of team they are, how talented a football team they are. And again, that loss last week for the Seahawks, losing that lead 
really showed me a lot of warts in their defense, and I think Mike Zimmer is picking up on that as well. How about the total? We've seen this bet up from 51 all the way to 55 or 55 and a half. And if you look at some of the numbers here, the Vikings offensively gaining over six yards per play on defense, giving up over six and a half yeah, yards exactly. per play. The Seahawks offense gaining over nearly seven and a half yards per play on defense, giving up well over five and a half yards per play. Uh, third down defense is a positive spot for the Minnesota Vikings, allowing opponents to convert just 26% of the time. But both of these teams very good in the red zone as well, scoring touchdowns 80% of the time. The Seahawks' defense in the red zone pretty decent, giving up touchdowns only 40% of the time. But a lot of the numbers here look like this could be headed over. The total betters have mm -hmm. acted upon that initially. Would you go over 55 at this point? It's a high number. Uh, it really is. But you, you gave the numbers there. And just looking at the yardage numbers, I mean, this we could have 800-something yards of offense in this game just because that's what both of these teams are averaging. Vikings 425 and, and Seattle 407, and then allowing on defense, both of them are allowing over 450 yards a game. So there's certainly yards to be had, and we could see it come, come to fruition. It's just a matter of which team converts it into touchdowns as opposed to field goals. Whenever you bet a number that's as high as 55, field goals are your worst enemy. So this game could be played between the 20s, and then we're seeing some field goals, which, you know, judging by the spread, that's what you expect it to be decided by a field goal or so. Uh, that's the only concern that I would have, is if a defense does come up um, with a stop forcing three. Feels like which team has the ball last is going to win. Yeah, is going yep. to win this game. I did not play it, but I certainly understand your position, and I like the fact that I think you're kind of in the minority. It seems mm. like the masses are on Seattle here. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, sharps that have moved this line or if it's the general public. Maybe it's a little bit of both, but uh, I kind of like uh, the Minnesota side here, despite some trends that we talked about earlier in the program. Yeah. Teams that start out on the road for their first two games, 0 and 2. Coming back home for that opener, 6-18-1 against the spread. We'll see if that plays out for the Vikings. The game of the day, my friend, will take place at SoFi Stadium yeah. in Los Angeles. The Rams, the 2-0 Rams, hosting the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're also off to a 2-0 start. The line was the Rams favored by one over the summer, and that's where it opened. It opened at Pickham in some spots as well, and that's what I made the game, Scott. But... It immediately got bet up to Tampa by one and then Tampa at one and a half. And we're even seeing some twos in the market hmm. or have seen some twos in the market on the Tampa Bay side. But pretty much a consensus one and a half point favorite are the Buccaneers with a total of 55 and a half. I, I, I'm, I don't know where to play this game, to be honest with you. If I had to pick a side, I'd take the points with the underdog and, and go with the Rams, thinking that, you know, maybe this is going to turn out to be a one, a one point game. Uh, it could very well be. Um, but I think this is an NFC championship game preview between two of the best teams in football. And I understand why the Rams opened up as a point and a half favorite. I understand also why everyone jumped on the Bucks. I think it was an auto fire when the Bucks were on the dock. You know, I host the show to look ahead, and so we get the first looks at the lines uh, on Sundays. And, you know, Sunday night, I looked at this line, and it was Rams minus one and a half. And I said, auto fire Bucks? Yeah. Don't even think yeah. twice. Auto fire on the Bucks, and then to see the line flip throughout the course of the week is given obviously gives you hesitation on it. And for me, I just think that this is a game where you just enjoy watching, yeah, because it's going to be the best game of the weekend. And if I had to play it, I'd play a total. Uh, I think it could be very high scoring. It's at fifty five. This game could wind up being the high scoring game that we thought we were going to get last week between both the Cowboys and the Chargers, and the Eagles and the 49ers, when both of those had upwards of 50-54 totals and we didn't get the overs, this one could actually be the high-scoring game that we want. How about, uh, I mean, right there in line with what you're talking about, the fact that we have uh, the passing yard total props on the two quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Tom Brady at 309.5 yards, Matthew Stafford at 314.5 yards. I mean, those are two pretty darn big numbers. Yeah. To set for a passing yards total, would you be going over on both of them? I would. I think that because I do think this game lends itself to the over. Brady has no problem going over that number. Matthew Stafford, this this is exactly what the Rams were missing, right? He is just so elite, especially when it comes to the play action pass. Uh, you know, 
putting him with the weapons now and the talent around him, you're just seeing just how good of a quarterback he really is. So I think both of them go over the total. I think the game goes over the total. I'd have some fun with touchdown props in this game. Uh, you know, maybe fade Gronk because he scores in every, every time he, you know, in, in every <laughs> game so far. But uh, I'd have some fun with some props in this game. This, to me, is the game of the week, the game of the season so far. And I predict it's not the last time we're going to see these two teams play each other. I believe Daryl Henderson, the running back for the Los Angeles Rams, is listed as questionable. So you talk about the play-action pass for Matthew Stafford. You wonder how much availability he'll have with that. The Rams, I think, do have to get the running game going for them to have success in this game. I like their ability on defense, and and we know how you defend Tom Brady. you got to put pressure on him. That front uh, seven for the Los Angeles Rams should be able to do that. Of course, they've got Jalen Ramsey to cover in the secondary. Antonio Brown, we don't know if we're going to see him. He's out. He's out. He's listed as out. out. Okay, so we will not see Antonio Brown on Sunday night, and they have an embarrassment of riches at wide receivers, so I don't know if that's a huge deal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but uh, their defense for me has been the concern. We saw Atlanta move the ball against them. We saw the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott absolutely torch the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I lean Rams here. I don't have a play Mm -hmm. in this game. I do have the Rams teased up to over seven to seven and a half. I like it. you know, I, I think it's similar to your Vikings game. I, I, I would want to take probably either team catching the points yes. here, and I would tease either team to better than a touchdown. I was looking at, you know, they have the teaser cards here at Circa and, and other places as well, and both of them uh, had both those both these teams at plus five. And I was like, ah, <laughs> if it was only six or seven, you That's know. why they call it a yeah. teaser, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, a couple more games to get to here as the Pro Football Blitz rolls along. Scott Seidenberg and Brady Cannon with you at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything that VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Scott Seidenberg with you. Just a couple games left to go over. And we have, I mean, we've touched on some very good games this week. Of course, you've got the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, the New Orleans Saints and the New England Patriots. We just went over the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we have yet to even touch on the Sunday nighter, San Francisco and the Packers, (laughs) and then the Monday nighter, a division game out of the NFC East with the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, I thought it was very interesting when we had Derek Stevens and Jeffrey Benson on for the program where we, or the segment where we went over the uh, consensus plays in the contests yeah. and whatnot. On his way out, when we finished up the segment, Derek said, this is the largest handle of any week in the NFL Circa has ever had. And not just this season, ever. Wow. The largest wow. handle Circus Sports has ever had is this week. And and Derek kind of talked about it, the way the games, the way the marquee games kind of fall on the schedule. Yeah. And I just went over it. Patriots, Saints, you know, Chiefs, Chargers, and then you get into the afternoon with Tampa Bay and and, and Sunday night and I, Monday night. I mean, it, it's loaded and it falls perfectly for I the book. I can see also because of the amount of favorites that that are, you know, assumed to win yeah you know that that the public would come in betting pretty heavily on some of these games especially when they're right around the touchdown line and with the teaser possibilities this is a fantastic teaser card because of all those spreads that are around there you know you have the 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 browns right around a touchdown the bills around the touchdown the ravens around the touchdown you know, all these games and the Cardinals around the touchdown, all these games can be teased down, can be teased up. You have close lines that can be teased up, like the Vikings, like the Bucks. you know, all these games that I think that this card would lend itself to a massive handle coming in. All kinds of opportunities, a betting menu, a <laughs> smorgasbord of NFL betting available for your Sunday week three 
in the NFL. And this is a game I'm looking forward to. I am a 49er fan. I know you are from the East Coast. You're a Jets fan. Uh, I grew up on the West Coast. The 2-0 San Francisco 49ers will be hosting the 1-1 Green Bay Packers on Sunday Night Football at Levi Stadium. San Francisco was a five-point favorite over mm. the summer, and that may have had to do with some of the questions about Aaron yes. Rodgers. I think that was probably built into that number. It opened here in Las Vegas with San Francisco as three-and-a-half-point favorites. I personally made the line three myself and that's what we're seeing actually in the market now it has been bet down the sharp action came on green bay immediately and san francisco now currently a three-point favorite in this game with a consensus total of 50 and a half yeah so it all actually opened up at DraftKings at four before the monday night game so sunday right. night when the look ahead line came out it was uh four and uh you know my advisement to people was watch monday night football if the Packers look like the Packers, then you hammer the Packers in this game because it will go down to at least a field goal uh, by the time we get to Sunday. And it has. It has gone down, and uh, I think the money obviously coming on the Packers because you think the Packers are back. This is the team that we thought that they were going to be, right? This is the team that, you know, before the season, we expected to be an, an NFC North favorite, a Super Bowl favorite, certainly in the NFC to, to represent that conference. And then you have the 49ers who get so much uh, attention and love but are continually decimated by injuries. And so I, how much do you trust the 49ers here as good as they are, but they didn't look great against the Eagles. I can make the argument the Eagles let that game slip away and that they should have won it. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, doubtful. Jermichael Hasty, injured reserve. They just keep rotating running backs there because of all the players that they that they have lost. Um, Emmanuel Mosley, you know, questionable. To me, I I would take the points with the Packers, or I would go look at the total in this one. Uh, I think that both teams can score. It's at fifty-one. I can see it being high scoring. I'm just not comfortable laying the the, the money laying the number with the 49ers here. Uh, I think it's a field goal game decided between the two of them. I'm not comfortable laying with the 49ers with the amount of injuries and what I saw last week against the Eagles. Yeah, it looks like it'll be Trey Sermon uh, starting yeah. running back for the San Francisco 49ers. I, you mentioned Elijah Mitchell is doubtful. I, I thought he was upgraded to questionable. I thought maybe he was going to go in this game. That's something to monitor for sure because that is a key piece. I, I yeah. thought he looked really good uh, in replacing Raheem Mostert. You're right. It's been a musical chairs deal there at running back for the San Francisco 49ers. So pay attention to the injury report for sure. And I think you pay attention to the injury report for the Green Bay Packers as well. Um, and, and I'm not going to bet this game. I certainly understand the initial action on the Packers getting better than a field goal. Mm -hmm. um, that's probably the side I would take. But now the Green Bay Packers, David Bakhtiari, is not an option on that offensive line. Elgin Jenkins, the guard, is also going to be out of this game at offensive line for Green Bay. We've seen what Nick Bosa and that 49ers front sure. has done to Aaron Rodgers in the past. And without that protection on that offensive line, I'm not so eager to go ahead and jump in on the Packers' side. The other thing, Scott, in that Monday night game, we talked about how the Chiefs' defense was exposed Green Bay's de defense didn't look all that good either. No, no. And, and uh, again, I don't have a play on this game uh, because I'm not comfortable with either of these teams right now because I still I think that we're not seeing the best version of these two teams yet. I think that's a good a call And right I can't bet on the teams that are not who they are just yet. Mm -hmm. The Packers certainly are still trying to figure themselves out after the Week 1 debacle, which... You know, I'm still kicking myself for not betting against them in week one. All signs pointed to them not being prepared for that game. We can get into that at a different time. But, uh, you know, they bounce back certainly in week two. The 49ers, I don't like what I've seen, plus the injury concerns. So this isn't the 49ers team that you're going to see for the remainder of the season. This isn't the Packers team that you're going to see for the remainder of the season. As for who comes out victorious in this game and who covers the line, flip a coin. Because I think it goes either way, and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes either way. If you look at some of the numbers, the 49ers actually have an edge. Yards per play, 6.1 to 4.9. Yards per play defensively is about equal. Third down conversions offensively, 49ers lead by about 10 percentage points there. Third down defense, San Francisco 
allowing the opponent to convert just a little over 33% of the time, and I talk about that Green Bay defense being suspect, uh, they are allowing third down conversions by the opponent over 47% of the time. Mm -hmm. Their defensive passer rating for Green Bay, 123.3. Yeah, well, look at the passing defense for the 49ers, though. They're allowing opponents to throw for over 265 yards against them. So certainly uh, you like Aaron Rodgers and his ability to do something against this secondary. Now, I, I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams could have a very big day here. You mentioned Mosley in the secondary mm -hmm. for San Francisco. He might not be around. Of course, Verrett, uh, unfortunately, yeah. was lost That's in week one. one. That's huge for San Francisco. Um, so you may be able to see Aaron Rodgers exploit this secondary. That's always been the weak point for the 49ers, uh, even coming into this season that we expected it to be. Um, but now, of course, a couple of injuries hit that uh, that unit of their defense as well. So I, I think Rodgers and Adams will have some success offensively. I don't know how well they'll be able to run the ball. I still like the 49ers uh, front seven. Um, and, and then we talk about the Packers, their weaknesses on defense. So maybe the over is the play here. Yeah, and it, it, what's interesting is that when I was looking at DraftKings before, uh, it was actually juiced to the under. It was at, uh, what was it, 51, but it was minus 115 on the under, hmm. which is interesting. Well, uh, let's get to uh, a couple of bets that uh, maybe you have uh, up your sleeve that maybe you've changed your mind on as the, as the show has gone around here. Uh, we're almost through three hours of the program. We've got one more game to cover. That'll be the Monday nighter between the Eagles and the Cowboys, and we'll get to that in the final segment. But we've covered every other game. Have you changed your mind on anything? Have you come up with any prop bets? Anything uh, that you've found here over the last few hours? Uh, I might actually put a bet on my Jets. I think, right. you, I think you might have I talked, talk you into I that think one? you might have talked me into backing the Jets. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you what. I think I might feel a little bit adventurous here. And I might sprinkle a little bit on Jets' money line. There you go. Because everything that we talked about with the consensus picks and the, yeah. and the survivor pool, and the, the, we know that the, obviously the uh, the back door is going to be open for them to cover the line of, of 10.5. But maybe this could be a fun game. I, we talked about it enough saying that we want to see it for survivor purposes to see the Jets knock out all the Broncos' picks. I think maybe I want to be on that side as well in terms of a uh, little money line. How about a money line parlay? with the Jets and the Dolphins. I, I was just going to say, uh, after the show, <laughs> you and I will go share a beer here at uh, the Long Bar at Circa, and uh, maybe we'll put together some hot dog money and do a money line parlay on the New York Jets playing the Denver Broncos and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ooh, Those are I the two most least popular picks. But, I mean, if you were ever going to hit a long shot, right? I mean, what would you say? 92% of the tickets uh, are on the Cardinals? Nine, yeah, 93%. Yeah. And it's probably about the same for the Denver Broncos. Let's go crazy. The Jaguars and the Jets. Final segment coming up next, the Monday Nighter in Big D right here on the Pro Football Blitz. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This is a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, totals, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that vsin is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Final segment of the program here, the Pro Football Betting Blitz. Scott Seidenberg sitting in for James Salinas, who is on injured reserve, but we are all the way now down to the Monday night game. We have uh, crossed off all the Sunday affairs in week three in the NFL, and we've made it to the Monday nighter. We were just talking about what a good schedule it is, especially from a casino standpoint, where the the best games of the day are kind of spread out throughout, so accumulating huge handles here at Circa and throughout all the sports books, I imagine, across the entire country because of the way this NFL card in Week 3 shakes out. But the Monday night are no exception with the Philadelphia Eagles at 1-1 one and one going to Dallas to take on the Cowboys also at 1-1. One and one. They come off of a win over the Los Angeles Chargers. Philadelphia gets the win in week one over the Atlanta Falcons, they lose in week two in a very good defensive effort by both teams to the San Francisco 49ers. And Scott, I made this line originally four and a half, and I think I kind of overestimated on Dallas here. I think what I did is we, we were talking about home field advantage. Yeah. I think I was given two or two and a half points to the Cowboys, and since I've looked at this game more I think this line should really be where it's at, at about three and a half, because I think the home field advantage for Jerry's world there in Dallas is probably two at the most and probably more like one and a half. So uh, I, I think uh, this game being at three and a half where it is right now, um, I think that's probably where it should be. You may even see this thing get to three. We've seen the line come down since the opener. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask you. You think it's going to, I mean, th- this game is going to get a ton of handle. Yeah. Two marquee teams, the Dallas Cowboys, for God's sakes, right? So is the line going to go back up or is it going to go down? I think it goes down. I think people are going to bet the Eagles. Uh, the Cowboys defensively are giving up a ton of yards. Uh, they should have lost last week to the Chargers. They could be 0 2. And I think this game, as far as game script goes, is going to play out more like the game one did for Dallas, the Bucks game. Uh, where that was a 31-29 final. That's the type of game I see this being between these two division rivals. And uh, you look at the, just look at the betting splits, the uh, percentage and the handle overwhelmingly to the over. And we've seen uh, primetime overs this year are 6-1, and one, with the one loss being the Thursday night game that we just saw. So the fact that it's a primetime game, people will hammer the over, and I do believe that people will come in on the Eagles at north of a field goal thinking that this game is going to come down to the final possession between these two division rivals. And that's where I see it. I see this as a final possession game. I see this as a great game. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, Monday night, it's awesome. Prime time, nationally televised, Monday night football. And to me, it's going to come down to a last-second field goal for either team. The total at 51.5. Do you think? Uh, do you have an opinion on the total here? Yeah, i go over. Okay. I would go over. Like I said, I think it plays out more Prime like that Prime time game. overs, right? Yeah. Like it's going to play out more like that game did with the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, which was obviously went well over that number. But I do see this being uh, look twenty seven twenty four is hitting that fifty one right, and and that's kind of like the magical number because I do think it's a field goal game. I think it's more thirty twenty seven as opposed to twenty seven twenty four, which is why I would lean towards the over. I actually kind of like the Eagles here. Um, I think they've been pretty impressive. The Eagles was a team that I was really down on in the mm-hmm. offseason. I thought this was going, so to was be I. A, I was going to be a rebuild year for them, and I actually bet against them in week one with the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, that didn't go so well. <laughs> um, but, you know, Nick Sirianni has impressed me early. I mean, I thought he was going to really be in a bad situation where he's never called plays before, 
and he's got essentially a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if that combination was going to be good. We saw all the offensive line problems for this Eagles team last year. They were 28th in the league in uh, defending the run last year. But, boy, they have absolutely flipped the script. They did a great job on defense against San Francisco. They completely shut down the Atlanta Falcons. But, you know, maybe that's not saying a whole lot. But it is. It, I think it is saying a lot when yeah. you shut down San Francisco. You look at some of these numbers here. 6.2 yards per play on offense, giving up 4.3 yards per play on defense. Very solid. Third down defense, uh, third down uh, conversions on defense, only allowing 32% to their opponents. Red zone offense, 80% of the time they're scoring touchdowns. On defense, only 50% of the time are they allowing touchdowns. The numbers through two weeks uh, are really in favor for the Eagles over the Cowboys. The one thing that concerns me, and I love this Eagles defense, but you lose Brandon Graham, right? So that's huge. That's a huge yeah. loss for them. Uh, you know, because they really, um, he is, you know, he's the guy on that defense. But uh, Darius Slay has made a huge impact in their secondary, and I, I think that you know he's going to go up probably against C.D. Lamb. So you know, you hope to take one of the Dallas weapons out of the equation. To me, this is a, a a game division rivalry. I would any any time you have a division rivalry with two teams that are capable, not like two lopsided teams, like you would see maybe if it was like uh, you know the Jaguars against uh, somebody else in their division um, or the Lions against the Packers. I, I think it comes down to a field goal or less. So anything over a field goal, I like the Eagles. If this thing gets less than two, uh, less than three, like two and a half, then I'd go the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think that makes a lot of sense, and we talked about that with the uh, Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. Wherever yeah. you're getting the number, and you know that, Scott, uh, the professionals bet numbers, the amateurs yeah. bet teams, yes. and, and I think it is so key, especially in this game and that Falcons-Giants game. What is the number? I, I said if it was two and a half, I kind of like the Giants. At three, I kind of like the Falcons, and I think it's similar here. I, I don't know if the Eagles win this game, but catching three and a half or four, I definitely like that side. Um, we talked about that situation where a team starts out on the road for two mm -hmm, weeks in mm -hmm. a row. Uh, that is the case for Dallas. This will be their home opener. And uh, I know a lot of people that uh, really like the Cowboys here because they looked really impressive against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They I, did. I thought I, they, I was blown away by Dak Prescott. Yeah. I, I was more impressed well, with them. Coming off the injury, no one yeah. knew what to expect. Everyone was down on him and... Uh, Shoulder soreness. Yep. I, I was more impressed with the Dallas effort than I was by Tampa Bay. But you alluded to this earlier. You love the Los Angeles Chargers against the Chiefs this week. Mm -hmm. Dallas should not have won that game last no. week. No, they, they, the, 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 the they penalties they were beneficiaries they of. They should have lost, and they shouldn't have even covered. Because in the fourth quarter, this is the key moment in the game. The Chargers had the touchdown to go up by four. The line was three and a half. So the Chargers would have been covering with you know less than five minutes to go in the game. The touchdown gets called back due to an illegal shift, and then instead of a third and goal from still about the six, seven-yard line, that ridiculous sack, uh, you know, instead of the, the incomplete pass, made it, uh, or it was second and goal, made it a third and goal from the 22-yard line instead of third and goal from the six or seven. They just dump it over the middle of Austin Eckler and kick a game-tying field goal, 17-17, and then the Cowboys win. It could have been 21-17 Chargers. It should have been 21-17 Chargers. And then, who knows what happens. If the Cowboys don't come back and win that game, now you're talking about a team that has lost the first two games of the season. They didn't cover against the... Uh, they covered in the first game. They didn't cover in the second game against the Chargers. And, and how would you feel about them? What would the line be then going up against the Philadelphia Eagles? It certainly wouldn't be north of a field goal. Yeah. And yeah. same thing for the Eagles. You know, if the Eagles handled their business... And if they would have covered and beat the 49ers, which they had a chance to do, mm -hmm. would this line be north of a field goal? I, I think you could probably get me to make a case that right now the Eagles are a better team than the Cowboys. I, I don't know about offensively. Mm, defensively, Defense certainly. Defense has been a very impressive. the Brandon Graham injury is, yeah. is devastating. I, I, I guess the point is these teams are pretty darn equal. Yes. And if you're catching three and a half or four points... Yep. That's maybe the way you want to go. All right, let's wrap up the program here, Scott. i got a couple of questions for you. Our colleague Gil Alexander, of course, he is famous for the Megapod during this time <laughs> of the year, uh, a great uh, podcast that Gil has been doing for 10 years where he previews uh, each week of the NFL schedule. And his final two questions, first of all, which big favorite 
you think has the best chance of losing outright? I think I know where you're going. <laughs> the Denver Broncos? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go Jets. Uh, maybe Zach Wilson turns it up this week. Uh, the, he, was the, he became the fourth quarterback to be drafted in the top five to have a four-interception, zero-touchdown game. The previous two quarterbacks that did it were also Jets. Sam oh, Darnold and Mark Sanchez. <laughs> So <laughs> it, it maybe he turns it around and they actually have a good performance here. Uh, defensively, they'll be able to stay in that game, I think, against the Broncos. Uh, ten and a half is a high number. But if, they, if anyone's on upset alert, I would say it's them. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I, I think the Jets are due for a rebound game. I think the Denver Broncos are maybe getting a little too much love. I mean, after all, they beat the New York Giants mm-hmm, and the Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars. Who cares? Probably <laughs> not going to happen, but um, I, I certainly like catching 10 or 11 points with the New York Jets. Okay, last question. A game you want no part of. You're staying away from that altogether. Giants-Falcons game. Me too. <laughs> me... I mean, that is the consensus answer, uh, isn't change it? Change the channel now, right? <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Giants. Uh, I, I'm not going to – I'll watch it. Because you got to handicap those teams next week, too. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for tuning in to the Pro Football Blitz. Thank you to Scott Seidenberg for our producer, Dan Miller. I am Brady Cannon. Enjoy week three in the NFL with all of us. Cash and tickets at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds meet 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 tools, including Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.